I've experienced booing when we're losing and booing when we're not playing well and not winning, but I've never experienced winning a game and being booed. But there we go, that's the first. as well as you like against Hull, but that's all forgotten. That's our best best run of results in it, that period of eight games since we got back to the Barclays Premier League. That type of form over a season is a top six finish, so we're in fantastic result form at the minute. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the second series of the Knees of Mother Brown West Ham podcast. Season two. Season two, and we've had two wins since we last spoke to you. But strangely, it's been a lot of negative headlines which we're going to drill down into. And joining us to discuss this, firstly, Pat O'Connor. Welcome, welcome to your debut. Thank you. You've come highly recommended from Romford of Chaz Tours. Mm, I'd like a better recommendation. <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> Great to have you. And also joining us, we've got James Longman. Hello. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, very well. You've had I'm your, very happy. Yeah. It's well. been a wonderful day. <laughs> You had your cruciate ligament done a few weeks ago, and then you just ran up the stairs. Yeah, a month like, in. Yeah. Month in. New knee. New knee, new me. That's it. I mean, we can't rule out the World Cup at this. <laughs> no, I'm right. back. I was reading up about that today. Some Italian footballer had a cruciate ligament. was yeah. back playing uh, after 90 days. So I'm a month in, so 60 days I can make it. Still I'm, still, I'm sure you're still in Hodgson's thoughts. Well, you should be. Um, excellent. Me and Upson at the back of that. <laughs> On today's show, we're going to be talking about the whole match, um, which you've got the score wrong in the running order. I don't know if you noticed that. You said it was 1-0 at home, but it was 2-1. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of factual accuracy you've come to know. Well, I was keeping you so You fell asleep. You fell asleep. Yeah, you never read this. So I just, that's a photo. I'm quite chuffed you read it. Uh, we've got, we're talking about Sunderland away. Which was 8-7. 8-7, <laughs> apparently. I must have missed all those cards. Uh, uh, relegation. We'll be looking at West Ham's first social media match. Big Sam stick or twist, and some other West Ham news. But the headline, headline act of today, Irvin Welsh, who's a big West Ham fan, amazing, been joining us because Super of exciting. A, yeah, because of a, the online campaign we triggered. <laughs> the four people who tweeted him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. He is a a legend. Le- yeah. the, the man behind Trainspotting the and man. filth. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Wow. Let's first deal with some feedback. So, um, <laughs> like, so let's right off the bat, uh, we'll start with some criticism of James because uh, last week he said the Carol, that he brought out a Carroll versus Nolan stat regarding who scored the more important goals. We had Andrew Quinn, load of bollocks. All that says <laughs> that we're on. Top. He's sitting on the fence. <laughs> Nolan is amongst them, but Carroll can still score when times are hard. Strikers can sometimes have a bigger influence on a game without scoring. Carroll has that winning influence even in the games he doesn't score. Any word yet on the tour down under to New Zealand, Kiwi Hammer? So let's firstly, are you going to deal with that criticism, James? No, I've enjoyed it. It's quite, <laughs> people got quite angry about yeah, it. Right, exactly. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to make up a stat this week and get yeah. everyone really angry about it. The rib man, I mean, it was a foul mouth tirade against you, really. <laughs> the rib man. He was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. I think I'm the, quoting there. But... Yeah, the main rib man uh, issue was Chalk knocking one out using, <laughs> chalk using his sauce. <laughs> that was the main point of contention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, with, so the second point there, and you can raise, is any word yet on the tour down under to New Zealand? Um, Pat, 
you, I mean, you were just saying then you may have some. Uh, well, as far as Romford can be trusted, but yeah. he's he's told me to keep the last two weeks of June free. Really, and he's yet every every year he's come up with a rumor. It's, it's happened. So it's happened, right. I'm assuming his expense to be yeah. going to uh, to be going to New Zealand for two weeks. Caper. Caper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. The land it's to Middle Earth all in that. caper. In midwinter, I think it's their midwinter, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, take a couple of weeks out of the, <laughs> the, the British summer and freeze your tits off. Why not? Um, we had some more. Tom Budden, he's also he's known Burger. as yeah Bonzo Burger and KMB Forum. Johnny talking about Trevor Sinclair. That must be one of the best debuts I've seen against Everton. Both the Hammers goals and a two-two draw against Everton. I think. Have you spoke about the best and worst Hammers debuts before? No, but we should do. We should do. That's the kind of radio. Well, that's kind of. We won't today. <laughs> But email us. Why not? <laughs> yeah, all right. That's a good thing. That's a good call to action. So, uh, best and worst Hammers debuts. I mean, you're going you're gonna to expect Ragamold Soma to be on that list. I think we lost like 5-1 away to Blackburn on his debut. Pogates. 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 Who was the one in Mil- Ma- Mauricio Tarico? He came oh. on for like 30 minutes and ended his career in Millwall Way. That was, I mean... How, you can't really get much worse than that. <laughs> Middle way in your career. Also, he says, anyway, I was wondering if you could help by shouting out my Just Giving page to the rest of the Hammers faithful as I'm raising money for a great cause in NSPCC in this year's marathon. And I'm the, nearly there for my target of £2,000. Justgiving.com forward slash Tom hyphen Budden. It's my first marathon for, for, for me and will definitely be my last. Uh, yeah, good luck, Tom. So that's Tom slash B-U-D-D-E-N. Yeah. So get involved if you can. Yeah, the marathon. Couple of, couple of pounds. Russ Williamson is listening co PP. I've been a yep. while. I mean, it's gone a bit quiet, listeners around the world. Usually we get, we've had Mongolia, we've had, you know, all kinds of places, co PP. <laughs> but it seems, have we covered everywhere? Surely not. We had a med school in Kentucky last yep. week. You know, podcast at KMB. Tell me, if you're in listening somewhere glamorous, let us know. Um, what else we got? Thanks to Lynn the Hammer. For getting Jimmy Walker in last night. That's yes, a lot, what is quite nice is now some of the guys listening are actually tweeting ex-players and saying, "Come on the podcast." Yeah, it's, it's a, a cyberbullying, troll, <laughs> trolling ex-players actually. And Lynn, uh, maybe it's Lino the Hammer. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, um, but his real name's Steve. Uh, and Jimmy Walker replied immediately. So Go hopefully on. we'll get Jimmy Walker on. Who's a bit. You know, he said, "I'd love to." Yeah, he's, he's, a bit, he's busy. He's a bit of a legend, isn't he, Jimmy? <laughs> Walker, he said, "I would love to." Question mark exclamation, which made me think it sounded like "would love to." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's not. Would, would I? <laughs> yeah, which is good. Finally, something from Owen Robson, and then this is going to feed into what we're about to talk about. Allardyce, in my eyes, deserves to go. The club have tried to tell us about how many games sell out, but forget to tell us about the various schemes they do to sell the tickets. Playing hoofball will drive more fans away. It is possible to play good football and stay in the Premiership. Redknapp did it, Bonzo did it, Johnny Lyle did it, so did Ron Greenwood. Uh, start by getting rid of Sam. I'm disappointed that there is no obvious candidate to take over, but an ex-player, uh, I'd give Mad Dog a chance. Right, so... <laughs> <laughs> well... Jesus. Let's, I think that's an interesting opinion, but let's put that to one side for the moment and talk about Hull at home, which we won, Pat, mm. but by the sound of the supporters at the end, you wouldn't have thought so. No. Um, it's appalling, is a polite thing I can say. Yeah? Yeah. It was, I'll be honest, I think it was a carry-on with the Man United game as well, because the Manx were there for the taking, mm. and we just didn't turn up. And I think, but because it's Man United and we expect to get beat, they sort of suffered that. Went on to the old game, we were just... just Appalling, and I know we won. We were lucky to win, and I think it just it just um, papered over the cracks. Yeah, and I don't believe for a moment anyone was booing the team. It, it was Allardyce. Really, it was all booing Allardyce. Um, That's a tough thing, though, isn't it? Because 
as a player, I suspect you think it's you. Because it's very that you can't just boo Allardyce. <laughs> Maybe yeah, yeah, people yeah, boo, yeah, they should yeah. be more specific. Yeah. Well, not think... everyone, but I think the majority of yeah. it, it was directed at... Yeah, which... Uh, it's a really confusing feeling the next day because I should have been euphoric about beating a, in a massive, massive win. Yeah. I just felt really disheartened by everything, by the reaction of fans, by the performance, but I just felt everything was just down in the dumps. And it made like, me feel quite proud, though, with the fact that we won and booed. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like only us, you know? It is only us. But I'd say that, you know, it's, it's, I've, I was disappointed because I feel like even at half time, it does affect the players. I don't see the, yeah. the constructiveness mm. yeah. of booing. I've, I've, ne- We've I've, always I've never that. liked, but as a kid, because I'm significantly older than everyone else here, but when I was a kid, Spurs fans had a reputation for booing and we never yeah. did. Yeah. We never did. And Villa Spurs brought that up this season, actually. They yeah. won and they got booed. It might have been against Hull. They won yeah. and they booed. And he said, and Villa Spurs said, well, that, you know, that's not support. Uh, yeah. And it seems to be with, with the, Incoming to the Premier League, it seems to have mm. brought that. I don't know. The fans are more demanding. Um, I don't know if it's because the players are paid mm. more and they demand more. But mm. it's like now, if it's nil nil at half time, they get booed off. Yeah. Um, but it was that was something different after the old game. Uh, but then again, because we'd won, we'd been appalling, and we won, we were lucky to win. Yeah, yeah, it was a fluke. Yeah, um, we could have just as easily lost. Yeah, I, mean, I saw one thing online. Someone said we made ten man hole look like Barcelona. Would you agree with that, James? Um, yeah, Big George actually said that. Big George, who I guess I've already said, our shot performance genuinely inept at times. Mm. Much to admire in Hull, but we made them look like Barca. Yeah, we did. We we let them have a ball and they passed it around and we didn't have any... That's what's so frustrating, the fact that I know we had to win and I know the players are nervous and I know the fans are nervy, but it's just the sheer ineptitude of being a, not being able to pass the ball <laughs> without giving it away and not even getting the ball. Um, and it's it's been a symptom, isn't it, a lot this season. So it's not just this one-off match. Um, and it's, it is disappointing. It is disappointing. But I was over the moon with three points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, we all were. And we to be, and after last night, we're safe, pretty much, aren't we? Mm, yeah. yeah. We, we <laughs> are. To, to, to be fair, I, I think it'll be a record minimum really? points staying well, up. It does, it, 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 it does yeah. look that way. It's not look that way. I mean, we lost, we'd lost three on the trot. So the player, there's no confidence there. Mm. And it was a massive, massive... If we'd lost that, mm. we'd have been Very right cool. in the mm. doggy doo And we won it. And, uh, you know, it's three points and it will be forgotten. Okay. And, you know, someone actually said, WHU stuff said, sleep tight, knowing we won tonight, 11th in the table. Prepare for Sunderland and never mention this match again. <laughs> and that's kind of how I felt about it. It's like, yeah. let's just brush it away and just say, you know, in the history books, it'll be a win. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think... The- thing is, is if it was a one-off we've all seen awkward games if it was a one-off I think what scares people I think they are scared with Allardyce is, is this the norm yeah you know oh, oh, is this our future is this what we're going to get week in week out you know don't yeah. don't worry about the quality you know, feel, yeah. you know look at the points it's, mm. yeah I think it's spot on the, I think it's spot on the thing is with the boon I guess there's two kind of schools of thought to this the, the first one the first one is that fans pay their money and they deserve mm. to, to boo because they've, they've, but, the, but the second school of thought is, well, you're West Ham fans, you're there as supporters, so mm. you should support the team. Pat, where do you stand? I mean, I hate booing. Because as I said, I yeah. grew up where Spurs fans booed, and that made us better than them, because we didn't. Mm. So I hate booing. Yeah, I hate it. I hate <laughs> you it. You boo the booers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hate it. I hate it. But on the other end, it's how else do you get your point across mm. to the owners, to Allardyce, that we ain't happy, mm. you know, um... 
yeah, there is loads of negatives. He gets to the players. It ain't good for the team. There's loads of reasons why you shouldn't. But what else do you do? Yeah. You know, when you're that frustrated, it's... To be honest, I didn't. But I couldn't complain about those around me that did. Mm. It's it's just a real grey area, isn't it? Because you come out of this match just... I don't... I'm still confused, but I don't really quite know how I feel about the whole scenario. <laughs> I just... It's, it's scary because when Allardyce's attitude is... What's, and the club's attitude seems to be, mm. what's your problem? We won. Are they just thinking the salesman and it's like, we know we were rubbish, but we won't admit it because we want to sell more tickets for the next game? Or do they genuinely believe that that's acceptable? Mm. I think, my take on it is that, the rightly or wrongly, having spoken to owners a little bit, and I think Graham will probably back us up on this, is that their, their ideal... Uh, manager is a Martinez. They always speak about like the flowing football. That's what they want. The practicality, however, takes over and the business takes over in that we have a manager who is doing exactly what the club have asked him to do. Essentially, he's ticking all the boxes of everything they've asked. And it feels like the next season has to be better football. And I think they'll definitely give another season. And I think mm. it will have to be, you've got to improve the football. You've, you know, you tick the box, you've got us promoted. Second box, Stay in the league, uh, third box. Stay in the league again. Next one has to be play better football because mm. other, you know it's it's not good enough for people paying a lot of money to go and watch. And we kind of have to almost have to write off this season. And after the whole match, I just thought I want this season over yeah. because it's been miserable. I know, <laughs> but I, I kind of think we need to spend. We need exciting players. I think Ravel Morrison has been the only exciting player we've had this season because everyone else seems to be a workhorse essentially. And they're, they're, I mean, with West Ham love players like Tevez and Di Canio, even Scott Parker to some extent who do make those exciting runs. I think, I think the main grudge this season is that we haven't had that exciting player apart from Ravel before he left. And I think hopefully he'll go out in the summer and provide us with that. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, we always talk about the West Ham way. We haven't many times over the years seen the West End <laughs> one. But I, 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 maybe I'm old-fashioned, yeah. but I always think West, the, the, thing, the thing seems to be it's Premier League, Premier League. Mm. It doesn't matter how we play as long as we're in the Premier League. Mm. And I've, I don't know, I'm sceptical. I think the people that tell you that are the people that sit at home and watch it on Twitter. Or they watch mm. it on teletext. They, those that go to the games have a sex. But those that go to the games week in, week out, yeah. all they want to do is have a few beers, yeah. see their mates, have an hard that week at work, yeah. have a few beers, see their mates, watch an entertaining game of football. Yeah. Some yeah. weeks we win, some weeks we lose. Some you know, seasons we get relegated, yeah. some seasons we stay up. Now, for the regular fans, I think they suffer that. They don't mind that. As long as yeah. some weeks we're rubbish, but as long as occasionally we get some entertainment. But I suppose the nature of football now is these owners can't entertain that. It's got yeah. to be yeah. premiership or nothing. Yeah. And that I mean, means. Yeah, I mean, the amount of money. Bowl accounts coming in because of the TV rights this summer is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's, it appears that going down is not an option no. because there's so much money coming in. Yeah. So I feel like the only way the fans can be appeased because we're in a fractitious moment yeah. here is by spending some of it, at least some of that money on some flair players and, you know, taking the championship players that we've got a lot of still and upgrading. Yeah. I mean, we have upgraded a little bit and we need to upgrade again. We need to fill a lot of positions and we need to start playing better football. Otherwise, I can't see any way back for Sam. Yeah. I think, personally, that a lot of people, it's problems with Allardyce. The club could force him. I mean, it came out the other day. We have a rubbish. They they do love a 
press release out a lot, didn't mm. they? Um, we were rubbish against Sol Sauce, and it comes out, we're going to buy more flair players in the summer. Oh, right, I missed that. Yeah, and it's like, great, and what are you going to do? Leave them on the bench. Put them out on loan. <laughs> you know, sit them in the reserves. Yeah, they're not, they're you not, know, not just, if you've got a manager that plays a certain mm. way, and he's, he's quite happy, he doesn't care, as he's quite mm. showed, you know, he doesn't care, as long as he's getting the results. Yeah. He don't care. So what's the point of giving... You could give him Messi, but if it don't fit his system, he'll stick him on the bench. Yeah. Um, I, I personally, I think Allardyce, season gets up, yeah. two seasons gets established, makes great football sense, makes great economic sense. Mm-hmm. End of this season, smart, fake a smile, shake his hand, wave him goodbye, bring someone in to take some. Interesting. Yeah. So the match against Hull was West Ham's first social media match, and um, we're delighted to have a digital strategist, a, no, a UK digital strategist, no less, to kind of to discuss <laughs> what what the what happened on the day. So someone can who can us, use Google. Someone who yeah, can use Google. Uh, yeah. Talk us My through. qualification for this is I've used Twitter before, um, and I've done some googling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Hull City. On the match on uh, the 26th, the club said we're going to do a social media match. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, I thought this is going to be amazing. Um, and they had loads and loads of ideas. They said we're going to do loads of social media stuff during the match, before the match, after mm-hmm. the match. So the first one was that they had this idea that we're going to get suggestions from the fans over Twitter um, using the hashtag hammer shirts. Um, yeah. And they're going to get messages and they were going to print them on the shirts for the for the pre-match warm-up. Right. So some really good, really good stuff yep. came in, like you know, short, snappy, able to print on a shirt, stuff like search for the hammer inside yourself. It's a good one. Nice, fine, yeah. normal. Yeah. We are more than just a team. We've had that. Had that. Fine, <laughs> normal. Had that. Those got onto the shirts. Yeah. Greg Bo Five on Twitter went for the really snappy. Good luck, lads. Go out there and show us what you're made of, and let's show we are ready to fight for the top ten. Inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't didn't get printed on a shirt. Yeah. Weirdly, um, someone you, else. He's not five, is he? Because <laughs> Bo Five, you might be picking on a. He may be. He may be. Animal. I still hold him responsible. Should should know better. <laughs> Read the instructions, <laughs> even if you are five. Um, another one went simply for all caps. Uh, Chico Flores looks like a raging ple- paedophile. <laughs> that Who didn't that? that didn't make it onto the shirt. No, either. but that's made onto the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> That was from uh, a parody account, uh, Carlton Cole. Carlton Cole. Yeah, um, <laughs> okay, so that was the shirt. The second idea, uh, so that wasn't a raging success, yeah. I don't think. A second idea was uh, to interview, get questions for an interview for the uh, midfielder, Mohamed Diarmi. Diarmi, yeah. him. Um, unfortunately, that coincided with uh, a question and answer session um, for where well, they were using the hashtag AskMo, right? Yeah. Um, and that coincided with a Q&A session with the R&B singer Monica Brown. Um, <laughs> and it was the same time. And, no uh, way, did and it? so what we've got, we've got some really relevant and interesting treats. So for the central midfielder, fielder, Mohammed, we've got, oh my God, is that your baby girl in your header with you from Kwani Poo? Um, is this fact? This is, this is fact. So that is amazing. On the AskMo hashtag, we also had um, from at... Feeler mindless. If Aliyah was still living, do you think you two would have been collaborators? 
She'd have shown him how to run past two players instead of uh, running into them. We also got from Bouncy Gal 88 Do you write, sing songs with intentions of healing? Because I swear you've healed my heart countless times. Oh, the army. The army does. <laughs> And then finally, on that hashtag um, for the central midfielder, when's the right time to bring a man you dating around your child? What was Mo's response? That was from uh, that was from at your sugar mama. So, uh, so lots of interesting, yeah, relevant stuff for him to answer there. I don't think he answered many of those. To be fair, that was that was I'd say an abject failure. Yeah, that one. I mean, it's, it's um, that way. I mean, that is brilliant. Things looked up a little bit with the uh, hashtag Matt's match day. So Matty yeah. Taylor, yeah. Um, they said he's going to tweet his whole match day yeah. start to finish. You're going to get a peek behind the curtain, what it's like to be a player um, on match day. There were just two tweets from him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number one, good morning. Only way to start the day with a cup of coffee. Uh, number two, it's, it's lunchtime and there isn't much pasta left. And there was a, there was a, there was a picture of a sort of half-empty pasta. He's obsessed with and uh, and that was and his match day, start to finish. Wow. What you, I really got a sense of what it's like to be a player on a match but day. But to be fair, that was all he did all day because that then the it. match happened and he didn't yeah. do anything in that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's pointless. Um, so again, not a hugely successful one. That yeah, um, okay, just the two tweets. Well, we had more. A uh, couple more. Uh, another idea was hashtag Hammer Time. So it was tweet a picture yeah. of you watching the game, wherever it might be, yeah. um, at home or somewhere else. Um, the again, they used the wrong hashtag. So Hammer Time is really popular hashtag to be honest. Everyone's using it all the time. <laughs> really? Um, so you've got uh, MC Brian Southall. Lucky enough to get a tour of the Marvel offices today in NYC. <laughs> Two guys with great bods, hashtag hammer time. <laughs> so uh, this, this is sort of the classic kind of, this is all the stuff. Uh, Luis Cap- Cap- Capicotto tweeted, Egyptian hammer thrower Mustafa El Gamala uh, sets new African record. Uh, and that was 81.29 metres, if you're interested. Um, hammer time. And also, again, their timing, it happened, it coincided exactly with um, a motorcycle event uh, with the Swindon Raceway versus Lakeside. Um, Lakeside they Hammers. Were, they it? were racing, they were, it, Lakeside Hammers, so that kind of dominated the, uh, <laughs> dominated the hashtag. So, okay. again, a failure. Um, <laughs> right. Last, la- Quickly, last two. Um, goalkeeper Adrian, Adrian. Yeah. Uh, he hid his gloves to find um, someone found them so that yeah. was a success yeah, I thought it was a good idea but, right? but um, there were lots of complaints about the competition only being available to unemployed people because it happened during the day so you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't go out and find the glove if you were at work so how funny um, there were yeah, lots, point, lots, of com- lots of complaints against that because oh, Breaking then- Bad did a similar thing for tickets <laughs> yeah. to Premier I remember yeah, that's yeah. a really yeah. good idea just a, great for unemployed but people don't. anyone else can't, <laughs> can't enter where, so. were they, where were they hidden I, didn't, I forgot uh, no idea. No, no idea. Um, it, it wasn't caught up in my good five minutes of research that I've done for this. So, um, finally, uh, the last sort of failure was the hashtag uh, WHU lineup. Guess the yeah. lineup. No one won it. Brilliant. No, one, no one got it. So that was it. All in all, I'd say it wasn't yeah. as successful as hoped. But some good ideas. Some good guess ideas. What, nobody guessed what the lineup was. No, not a single person. Does it, it was an unusual. Yeah, it was an unusual lineup, was it? Yeah. No winners. I think that yeah, might so. have been due to lack of entries. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, so you eagerly anticipating the next uh, social media? Match? I can't wait. <laughs> I am looking forward to it because I want to see more questions to '90s R&B singers. <laughs> 
Great stuff. All right, Rob Curran, social media strategist. Uh, thank you very much for for giving us your insight there. Thank you, Chris. Back into yes. the matrix. Back in the matrix. <laughs> Okay, well, after the uh, unsuccessful social media match, we had Sunderland last night, Pat. Um, a win, but I would say the performance was better. And the, the fans were chanting, we're West Ham United, we play on the floor, which is, seems to be something we do when we win. But uh, with my Hull aside. I think they were being sarcastic. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be honest, that, the Sunderland performance is exactly what, you know, you don't mind getting from Allardyce. Yeah. It's what we've never had. In the years gone by, you'd go up north, we'd roll over, Get a tummy's tickled, get stuffed. Mm. He's, he has stopped that, Allardyce. Yeah. You know, and what we saw up at Sunderland, I'd happily see that. You know, go up there, difficult away game, yeah. long way from home. You know, put in a performance, be dogged, be difficult. You know, be hard to break down. Um, but there was a system there. Whereas against Hull, we were just there was nothing, was it? There was no yeah. system. There was just it was just rubbish. So um, it hasn't got to be wonderful flowing attacking football all the time. Mm. Um, you know midweek up north personally and yeah. I think a lot of people really Take happy with that mm. and if, if Sam delivered that every away game up north you know great but it hasn't happened that many times this season mm. but personally you know, I can't complain about last yeah. night any complaints about last night James? no it felt good didn't it it felt really good yeah I was booing <laughs> I was doing some good boo puns thanks so much sick hashtag <laughs> um, I you know I thought it was pretty good I thought, really, I thought it was a good performance, solid. Mm. Uh, some performances from people that had kind of had a little dip. I thought Tompkins was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Carroll had a great game up top. Um, we had a little bit of luck with a Nolan penalty. I thought, we were, yeah, as, as Pat says, it's what you want from away because usually Monday night we're going to get we're going to get done there, mm. and mm. we didn't, and it was really good, and we deserved it in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's good, and you know, and well done. You know, that's what you do love about West Ham. Well done to all the supporters going up all the way up there. Three hundred of them. Um, you know, brilliant effort. Yeah, and they were in fine voice as well. I think David Gold today said he'd like to personally thank every one of them if he could. Yeah, yeah I noticed they've moved us right up into the. Yeah, golf, I saw that. Were you, there, were you there last night? No, I oh, wasn't. Right. No, I wouldn't be this. I know, I look rough, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I have I have been up there midweek before. Yeah, and um, it's yeah, not usually but, up there, is it? Yeah, but it, it's, I mean, one of the things, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, the media always tell you what great supporters they are. I've been to pretty much every, I've been to a lot of grounds in this country. Yeah. They're two of the quietest, dullest stadiums you'll go to. The, the yeah. support's appalling. Mm. The booing ringing out there. Yeah. Like yeah. at half time, was it? That, well, that was booing. Well, funny enough, as full time at Sunderland, I thought it was just resignation. They, they, yeah, they were, they were yeah. just like, half time oh. is proper booze. At the full yeah. time, it's a bit like, oh. They're down. down now, aren't <laughs> because they? Because they had that little bit of hope with that goal, Adam Johnson goal. Yeah. I mean, interesting. Um, why was he on the bench? He's their, by far the best player this, mm. this, this year, certainly. I think he's involved with 12 of their 13 goals in 2014. Yeah. I was relieved to see him on the bench. I was. He's the kind of player that causes us problems. Yeah. Well, mm. the rumour is he's going to be at West Ham this summer. That's what it was like. It was, uh, apparently, um, ex-West Ham employee said we were after him. We were really hoping Sunderland would go down so we can get him. He's a big Sam S kind of player, isn't he, really? Yeah. Gets balls in the box. Hmm. You don't look like you're bothered. No. <laughs> I, just, I just, I don't know, anything that involves Sam still around next season, really? I'll just switch off. Just yeah. really? I just okay. think, as I said before, I think three seasons, great time to move yeah. on, personally. Job done. Okay. All right, we'll talk about who you might want back uh, in a minute. Um, but uh, do you think we're safe now, quickly? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah? without a doubt. Yeah. I, I, th- I think Fulham, Sunderland, gone. Um, yeah, you look. Be honest. I, th- I think thirty-seven would probably keep us up. Really, but 
we're still going to make a few more, couple more points between mm-hmm. now and the end of the season. The right, we've got tough running. Yeah, we, it, it would have to be I don't know something amazing turn around for us to go down now. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, Champions saying. Champions League fall. I was saying on uh, Graham was saying yeah, on yeah. come twenty two points from twelve. Uh, Since Andy Carroll's returned, our form is good enough for Champions League over the course of a season. Yeah, even with those matches in play, I think the the points earned might be good enough. You yeah. really wouldn't want that team in Europe, would you? <laughs> no, that's why they go to New Zealand. <laughs> um, what actually made me made me I was looking at a table, like studying it, as you always do after matches. I just think um, Spurs are what nineteen points or something above us, and they haven't. They've only got one point out of any matches of the top four teams. Hmm. So I don't think, and their goal difference, they've scored a couple more than us and conceded a couple, uh, a couple less than us. I don't think it's difficult in that division to be top eight. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, so with the right signs, we, we really need to push on. And, and if we do keep Sam, that's what we've got to do. Because the teams up there aren't that great. You look at Newcastle, you look at Spurs, yeah. and you look at... It's really inconsistent as well, isn't it? It's Newcastle really inconsistent. They're hammered. They got hammered at Southampton, didn't they? And I was just, I've got a couple of Spurs mates in the office. I just, I stand and say, how are you so far ahead of us when you, you don't win any of those matches either? <laughs> and you know, if we think that we're unhappy, Spurs fans, they are unhappy. <laughs> well, they, that has been the highlight of most people's season. Isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah. Tottenham Hotspur imploding. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Then going up to Park. If we could do the triple, that'd be, uh, Well, we've got, that's what we should say as well. We're practically safe. I, you know, I've never thought we've gone down. I've always said that. Um, He's got the chance now to play some football. It's yeah. up to, you know, yeah. we've got, some, you know, well, what I'd got... love us to do now between uh, now and the end of the season is really piss someone off. One of the big teams. Well, that's apparently Piss Arsenal goal, off, it? Yeah. piss Man City off, piss Liverpool. It'd be lovely to have an impact in the title. As Sam that's said, actually, it'd be lovely want, to have yeah. an impact. And for us as fans to be like, we've deserved this, let's play some football, let's piss some big teams off. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's, as Sam keeps saying, he's happy to deliver appalling football because it's needed. It ain't needed anymore. Right. So from this week on, what's his excuse? Right. What's his excuse for whole type performances? Yeah. You know, he's got none. So now's the chance. What was funny yesterday was it's typical West Ham. So I know we have to move on, but there was a lovely spell where we had about twelve passes. Yeah. They were just knocking around. Yeah. And literally, I thought, oh god, this means I'll score. This is a pre- <laughs> this is always a precursor to them scoring. And literally, about two minutes later, they scored. I thought, oh, just love it, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the box! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, joining us now on the Knees of Mother Brown West Ham podcast, we are so excited. We've got an acclaimed Scottish playwright. He's the author of Train Spotting and Filth, but more importantly, big West Ham fan. Welcome to the show to your debut, Irvine Welsh. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Um, and it only took a, a small kind of Twitter campaign that we <laughs> launched to, to get you on. I hope it wasn't too intrusive. Yeah, no, no, it was okay. I mean, it was, it was great to, um, it's one of the great things about Twitter actually is that you can, you know, you, it keeps you involved with, um, especially when you live away, when you live uh, yeah. abroad like I do now in the States, it kind of, it keeps you into everything, it keeps you involved in everything. Mm. Um, it's been a great weekend for you, hasn't it? Because obviously James McAvoy won an Empire Award for filth and, and, a, and two West Ham wins. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, and it's, you know, James's award was a fantastic thing. It was like, uh, it was a great, um, I mean, the week, the weekend itself wasn't so good kind of sort of, kind of sporting and culturally, but, um, West Ham thumbed it round for me on Monday and James thumbed it round for me on Sunday night. So it ended up in a, in a bit of a high. Um, I've been, I'm actually coming over in a couple of weeks' time and I'm going to the, 
the Palace game on the 21st of April, I think it is. Amazing. Uh, which is kind of going to be quite sad for me because it's probably going to be, you know, we're living in the state, it's probably going to be the last time I'll see the bowling before they, or I'll get to be there before the Olympic Stadium. Oh, no. um, so, uh, so it's kind of uh, going to be quite an emotional thing to, uh, to be there in, in the ground that day for me. Uh, but nobody else will care. You know, <laughs> one, of these, one of these daft things, too. So, uh, and one of the, the problems of being kind of exiled, I suppose. But, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be kind of bittersweet knowing that I'm not actually going to be go- able to go there ever again. Wow. It's, you know, so, um, that's, that's going to be quite a kind of weird thing. I mean, that, 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 I mean that, that makes it a bit more final in my mind, knowing that someone is going to that game and it'll be the last time. I mean, it's, it's starting to get a bit more final, this move, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a massive wrench. I mean, I'm kind of, um, I think my first game there was in, was, uh, kind of, I think it was like 1978 or 1979. Um, so, you know, it's like, uh, and I've been going sort of, um, you know, when I lived in London, I used to go, I used to go, uh, regularly. I used to have a season ticket at one point for the, the Bobby Moore upper. Um, and I'm from Edinburgh, so I'm a hip supporter. And, you know, I kind of used to, it was, it was always, I would always go up for Hibs one week and then go to West Ham the next week. And it always used to work out pretty well in terms of the fixtures for me. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I chalked in, I chalked up, you know, quite a few games when I lived in London. And, um, I used to go up to some away games as well, which, uh, was fun too. And, um, it's, it's one of the things that you do, you kind of miss football. Uh, I mean, the, the MLS football is not the same over in America. Um, so you kind of miss it there. You miss the, the culture and the involvement. And, uh, I mean, the thing I do like about it here is now you get, you get, I can watch West Ham every, uh, every home game and every away game. Basically, you've got the whole, uh, NBC, you've got the whole, uh, Premiership package. Mm. You know, you get better Premiership football in America than, uh, you do in England I was going to ask you about that. So you're in Los Angeles now. Is there much of a kind of West Ham supporters club out there? there but I'm I'm normally I'm living in Miami just oh, now, right. but I'm normally based in Chicago. Oh, right. And uh, there is quite an active club in Chicago. There's uh, there's a pub there, and um, there's a few guys kind of go up there pretty regularly and uh, have a few beers and watch a game. Do you ever see him, Bishop? Isn't he in Miami? Mm. Um, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen him, but, uh, I don't even know he was in Miami, you know? Yeah, I've got a he did say he's in Miami, didn't he? We had him on the yeah. other week. In fact, he's over for the Palace game as well. <laughs> it's like Miami Hammer's coming over. He might be on the same flight. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so, so you mentioned there, like, your first game was in the late 70s, but how, how did you come to support West Ham? It's kind of strange, really, because, um... You know, you know, when you're a kid, you have all these kind of, you know, like a kid of my generation, you have all these kind of, um, kind of shoot and go and Charles Buchanan football sort of, um, kind of monthly pictures on your wall and all that. And, um, I had, I was, I had this picture of this guy called Johnny Aries who played for West Ham. And he wasn't a big kind of, he was a player from the 70s. He wasn't a big kind of meme and all that. But I sort of liked the, I liked the strip. And, um, I mean, I should never have really been a, a West Ham fan because when I was growing up, I was, you know, I was, I was a kid when England won the World Cup. And obviously being Scottish, everybody was really antagonistic to <laughs> England winning the World Cup and Bobby Moore and sort of, and, and, you know, the, the West Ham's kind of overwhelming role in England winning the World Cup. Um, 
But I think the, the real, you know, I had this, almost this kind of strange picture of Johnny Heary's on the wall, but I think the real thing that coalesced was, um, I had a, a section of my family moved down to London and uh, in the 70s and uh, the early 70s, and they were all heart supporters. And because we lived in West London, they all supported Chelsea. Uh, so to be being a supporter and uh, being from East Edinburgh, I thought I'm going to support the East London team. So I supported West Ham, basically to annoy them. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then when I got down to when I when I moved down to London permanently myself in the, the late seventies, um, I had this girlfriend from Essex, and she was uh, her her brother was uh, a big West Ham fan, and. Um, he started taking me to games with his mates, and I just kind of, uh, I just fell in with them really. You know, I mean, I, w- I would go to, I would go to all kind of um, Premiership games because I had pals that supported um, all the, you know, all the, the main London clubs, and uh, so I would, I would go to all games in all divisions really. Uh, but I kind of just because I had sort of um, kind of good buddies that supported my farm, I kind of fell into that sort of thing and. There was also a thing about kind of Hibs and West Ham, both in kind of sort of Docklands uh, mm. clubs. It was the same kind of, there was the same kind of humour and banter on the terracing. You know, we just felt a very kind of familiar place and a kind of familiar vibe to it. You know, so um, yeah, so it just felt a bit of a home from home to me. It, it, it still feels very. That's that's why I'm going to be so sad when I go back. Uh, because it feels like kind of um, you're saying goodbye to one of to, to mm. your, your kind of um, your London home in a way, even though I've never actually lived in that borough. Mm. So, so where do you where do you stand on the move to the Olympic Stadium? Then is, is it part of you that really doesn't want it to happen? I mean, it's like um, it would be a no-brainer for me if the stadium was was, was more of a football stadium. Mm. And you could get that, and you could get that atmosphere because it's not a it's still in you know, West. It's, you know, it's still in some West Ham. It's properly in the catchment area at Stratford, and it's you know, I think if you know if West Ham after kind of sort of uh, to get back, you know, to get up there with um, Arsenal and Chelsea, you know, which they should, you know where they should be, um, I think it's an opportunity that um, you know the club had to really take. But you know, if, if it was a beautiful custom built football stadium. In that in that location, I would say yes. It just has to be done for you know, despite of even all the kind of history and heritage behind. But I think that uh, I've got massive reservations about the, the stadium and the design of it, mm-hmm. and whether it'll be able to carry that kind of passion and that kind of you know, that um, you want to see. You know, you want to see it a kind of. Um, and I know that a lot of Premiership fans have become sanitised, and West Ham obviously doesn't like a lot of Premiership clubs. There isn't that there, there used to be uh, in the Stadium, but I think that um, I don't know. I mean, just such a big kind of sort of cavernous space, uh, and uh, so far from the pitch. Um, you know, I, I think they've tried to rectify that in some of the things. It could be a tough shift in the first couple of years before people can start to feel kind of lonely about the place. Mm, absolutely. So, I mean, recently we've just kind of discussed this, but we won against Hull um, Hull last week, and and the crowd um, booed the winning team at the end of the game. Um, we've just discussed this, but where where do you stand on booing a winning team and Big Sam? I think it's brilliant. I think it's like <laughs> um, you, you've got to you no, know, but I think it's you know, I think it's like you've got to remember that uh, 
part of the reason that people support West Ham because it is West Ham and it's not the you know it's not a kind of uh, Sam Allardyce club. Mm. You know, it's like it's not that kind of um, you know you, you you aspire to play football in a, in a certain kind of way. You know, and um, I think that you know one of the things that uh, West Ham have got to get back to. Now I, I'm not going to criticise an Allardyce because his basic brief has been to keep the club in the Premiership, and, you know, to facilitate this move. But um, he'll probably be here for another couple of years as well. So I, I can't see them. Um, I can't see that. Yeah, I think they will consolidate, you know, into into the, the Premiership in the new stadium. But hopefully, in the long term, it won't be, you know, or even the mid term, it won't be part of the the plans, and you'll mm. get a kind of um, you'll get, a, you know, you'll, basically you'll get the spirit of Johnny Lyle. Back mm. again, you know, you'll get, you'll get somebody that, uh, that wants to play that kind of football, like Johnny Johnny Lyle football, kind of Harry Redknapp football, kind of Long Greenwood football, kind of West Ham football, basically. Mm. Um, we were talking. So obviously, you're, you're the author of Transporting and Filth, and I just wondered whether you've, you know, any themes of your work you've kind of learned from your experiences at West Ham. I'm thinking of maybe the futility of existence, or probably the toilet in Train Spotting. Toilet. In tra- <laughs> <laughs> I think that, was, that toilet was East Stand Lower, wasn't it? The chicken run. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like you know, I've got you know, a lot of my friends that. Um, they say that our West Ham fans that still go to games with occasionally. Mm-hmm. Kind, you know, the, some of them are quite a kind of sort of rowdy old school bunch and all that. You know, mm-hmm. so there's um, I've had quite a few adventures with them. You know, and they, they've got, they're good at swapping stories and telling tales as well. So you get a lot of um, you get a lot of stuff uh, you know from them as you do with uh, like kind of guys at Hibs back in Scotland and all that. So. Yeah, I think, you know, football in general is, a, is kind of a big part of working class culture and, uh, you know, football, music, gigs and all that are, are massive um, kind of sources of inspiration for me in general. Mm. Do you think, I mean, there's been quite a few kind of, I'm thinking of football, fact, there's been a quite kind of, there's been a trend for football films in the last few years. Do you think there's a great football film to be written? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's very, very, you know, it's very hard to do any kind of really a really good sports film now. You know, hopefully mm. with um, the kind you know the, the sort of di- you know the, the digital technology, it'll be easier. And I think that uh, in terms of football itself, I mean, it's, it's easier easier to do things about living culture because you're you know you're looking at a smaller kind of group of people mm. and characters and all that. Um, to do something about the actual football and player. Um, it's, you know, I mean, I think probably the damn United has been about the best attempt I've seen. But mm. even when you look at, you know, when you look at the the kind of seventies grounds, kind of rendered, uh, it's you know, it's it, it, it's made massive advances in representing that. But it's, you still have to kind of, um, it's still very difficult to represent the kind of scale of uh, a stadium and the, and the crowd and, uh, to, and and to do it with that kind of authenticity. You know? mm. So I think that. Um, there probably is kind of, uh, you know, I think there probably is kind of great football movies to be made and, and greater sports movies to be made in general, I think. Mm. Um, last question. Uh, as a West Ham fan, what would be the ultimate for you? What I mean, what is the ultimate goal for you as a supporter of West Ham? Well, I didn't get to, you know, I didn't get to the cup final against Arsenal when uh, Trevor Brooking um, scored, scored the goal back in 1980. Uh well, and I, I haven't, I haven't ever been to, to see West Ham in Europe at any kind of level, you know, whether mm. it's been sort of, um, 
either uh, you know Cobras Cup or into total wearing like that, you know, Europa uh, Cup, Europa League. So I'd love to see West Ham back in Europe, um, and uh, that that would be that would be great. Obviously, you kind of um, it would be long term. I'd like to see West Ham as one of the top clubs in Britain. Uh, I think that it's possible for it to happen if the if the Olympic Stadium thing wants out and uh, start filling that, start getting that kind of kind of sort of revenue stream. And uh, I think that you know, I mean, London uh, in general is a place. You know where top European players want to be. Basically, you know they'll, they'll they'll go to Manchester and Liverpool and you know other places and all that. You know, but basically they want to be near Europe, the Eurostar so they can hop back and forwards, you know, to to the continent or can do short runs to the continent and enjoy the benefits of kind of sort of um, London cultural life. So I think that um, if West Ham can establish themselves, you know, in, in, in that stadium. Uh, they have a, a really good chance of becoming one of the top four sort of uh, clubs in England again. I think that uh, I think that's my kind of long-term mm. sort of ambition for them. My short-term uh, ambition is to just to get back into Europe and mm. to, to go to some games in Europe. Mm. Oh yeah, good choice. Um, lastly, you've you've got a new book out soon on the sex lives of Siamese twins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah. It's... How do you even go about researching that? <laughs> I was a little bit of searching the sci-fi for Siamese twins. Well, I mean, you got to um, first you have to identify the Siamese twins, and you have to ask them out on a date, and then find out what they're into. You know, so um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's like uh, I mean, the, the, the Siamese twins are an actual metaphor. It's about two women who become obsessed with each other. One who's a personal trainer, one who's an artist, and uh, they get involved in the Siamese twins. Um, there's, a, there's a story in the news. About the Siamese, about these Siamese twins that want to go on this date and all that. Mm, yeah. and it, that that's the kind of catalyst for their kind mm. of relationship. It's that it kind of sets them up uh, against each other, basically, their different views on how how this relationship with the Siamese twins should proceed. So, yeah, so it's basically um, a kind of, uh, you know, a metaphor, a literary device, or whatever uh, we, can, we kind of fancy writers call it. So, it's but, um, <laughs> It's basically about uh, an artist and a personal trainer in Miami who have a kind of strange relationship with each other. Right, and that's out, that's out in May over here, right? It's out in May, yeah, first of May. Okay. Awesome. Get involved. Can't yeah, can't wait for that. Well, thank you so much, Ivan, for your time, and uh, I wish you uh, a great trip uh, for Palace at home, and I uh, hope it's not too emotional for you. Can't wait, can't wait. Looking forward to it. Thanks Cheers. so much, your star. Cheers, thank you. All the best, lads. Cheers, oh, thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Everyone, Welsh Pat, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should just yeah. say. You'll always remember me. What What was most interesting to talk about West Ham? I mean, it's brilliant what he says, but he says, and he said it's not a Sam Allardyce club, mm. which probably hits a nail on the head for a lot of people. But it's something, yeah, it's something that came out earlier. Sorry, it's that, you know. <laughs> It used to be in the old days, West Ham was always everyone's second favourite club. Yeah. For a reason. Yeah. Because we played attractive football. Yeah. They also liked us because they beat us. Yeah. yeah. But we were entertaining. <laughs> they knew if West Ham turns up, it's going to be an entertaining yeah. afternoon. We ain't anyone's first favourite club anymore, are we? Let alone second. It, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. And that's what he means, you know, we're not yeah. an Allardyce club. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. But I love it. I love it. He supports Hibs and, Hibs and West Ham because they're of similar ilk. Docs and all that world. I know. 
He's in it for the he's right a reasons. Man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's in it for the right reasons. He's yeah. a working class hero, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's um, let's deal with some other West Ham news. So, so Trevor Brooking Lifetime Achievement Award has this been confirmed? Yes. So right. this is what Bonzo got last year. Yeah. Billy Bonds got. So the club are giving um, at the end of the season gala dinner, I believe they call it. Uh, so Trevor the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, I mean he's the next. He's the next. He's the right man for it, right, Pat? Yeah, he is. He's Mr. West End, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very, very nice man. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. I think they don't do everything 100% right, the chairman, but I yeah. think this Lifetime Achievement Award is yeah. a good thing. You know, getting Bonzo back in club is a great thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and this Sir Trevor thing is a good thing. So I think, you know, that's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, let's talk of uh, Dickhead Watch. So Chico's got a new haircut. Yes, I was loving that this week. He looks exactly like George Michael post just after Wham. So around it, about Faith. The Chico Flores account, if you didn't know who he was, you would think it was a spoof account. Yeah. So he tweeted this week several pictures, like a, a collage yeah. of him getting a new haircut. I know. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, so Pat, obviously there's uh, every year, Lisa Brother Brown has uh, what they call Hackett of the Year for the worst enemy of West Ham. I yeah. mean, surely Chico is, has he got your vote? I don't know, Andy Carroll ain't far behind, is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And glass houses and all that. That's a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, that is, a, that is an amazing montage of shots. Uh, and mm. you were on the receiving end of some banter from a Swansea fan? Well, no, yeah. funnily enough, because people still give him a little bit of abuse on Twitter. It's all quite jokey and funny, but it's quite... Then they always put us in it now. <laughs> <laughs> like and then that. you get responses from people going, yeah, yeah get over it. Why are, you, why are you talking about him like that? And I was yeah. like, just look at his account. It's a yeah. joke. Uh, someone, so I said... Um, so, so I think I was, in, I was in some abuse he got, and some Swansea fans said, um, how can you say that about the best centre-back in the league? I said, he's not even the best centre-back in Wham. <laughs> and, then he texted me, and then he tweeted me back saying, jog on. I said, how am I going to jog on when I'm never going to dance again? <laughs> I was quite proud of that. It made me laugh. That was. I made myself laugh. Well done. So thanks very much. Um, these are Mother Brown's April Fool's gag today was, I've read it, I'm just trying to think what it was. It was about a booing. Oh, yeah, the booing. They so every, the, every yeah. year Graham does an, the April Fool's gag, which yeah. I look forward to and the one today was uh, about West Ham are going to use CCTV to spot people booing yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's some kind of fine yeah. system if you boo but if you're booing against the ref or the other yeah. players it's fine I thought it was yeah. quite a good one I think someone uh, fell hookline and singing Claret it might have been Claret Dave yeah. um, saying I can't this is another step in the wrong direction <laughs> West Ham completely fell for it I think Graham was rubbing his hands together I think it's because knowing our owners <laughs> you yeah, you, 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 saw, no, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and we should talk about uh, your boat race. Is it boat race? What oh, is it? Oh, oh, it's, it's too far to be a race. Also, <laughs> yeah. It's um, basically. I don't know whether you guys have. Does anyone know about the Thames Armworks Heritage uh, Trust? Yeah, am I I'm boring people? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Sure. Yeah, I don't think everyone is. I've read about it on. Yeah, on I'm Cup. nothing to do with that. But basically, <laughs> so I don't know why I'm here. But there's uh, <laughs> what boat. <laughs> but um, no, basically, there's, there's a group of guys that form this Thames Ironworks Heritage Trust. Now, I don't think we need to tell anyone about the link between West Ham and yeah. the Thames Ironworks. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys have found an old Thames Ironworks boat, and they've got a plan to restore it and moor it, keep it at the Olympic Stadium. Right. And it will be, um, but say it's a, it's a permanent link between yeah. West Ham at the stadium, yeah, and our the, routes, everything. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. Um, and my mate, Blocker, you most people over West Ham know, spotted it, he heard about it, got hold of me and said, Pat, we've got to get involved in this. 
Mm. Um, so we went, hang on, okay, how can we help them raise funds? Raise funds, raise awareness. I'm, my sport, I'm rowing. I'm into rowing. I'm, I'm a chairman of a rowing club. Yeah, some Spotty Herbert off the North Banks end up being chairman of a rowing club. I don't <laughs> know, but that's, I'm in chairman of a rowing club. So we're in, okay, what can we do? Tell you what, we'll do a row. It's South End Rowing Club. We'll row from South End Pier all the way to the Olympic Stadium. Wow. Amazing. And Andy, brilliant, brilliant. Um, went, okay, Pat, brilliant idea. Get on with it. Mm. <laughs> so no, his, his delegation skills yeah. are beyond yeah, you know beyond reproach um, so that's what we're doing we've organised a row from South End Pier to the Olympic Stadium yeah. to it's a sponsored row mm. um, it's 15 of us in three boats um, it's 38 mile and it's up from South End, past South End Pier around Canvey Island past that great big new super port that they've built near Tilbury yeah. under the Dartford Bridge great dodge the Woolwich Ferry Turn right at the uh, Millennium Dome, which is right in into Bow Creek, which is exactly where Thames Ironworks was based. Wow! Right. Up there through Bowlocks, which I love saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say it again, Bowlocks. <laughs> um, up to as close as we can get to the Olympic Stadium. Fantastic! Um, and that's all uphill. Yeah, all the way. <laughs> um, it is with the hot tide, though. I've worked that one out. Um, and then the idea is, so we do that, get sponsorship. Yeah, raise, raise money for the fund. Yeah, raise money for the fund. Aware, get awareness for it. Um, and then at the moment as well, I'm trying to organise a post row bash charity auction bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, that which, should be the easy bit. Well, it is. I'm in talks at the moment. I can't say I don't want to upset them. I've been slagging them off all evening, but um, <laughs> I'm in talks. I'm in talks at the moment with West Ham about yeah. possibly doing something. In, they want to be involved, right? And to be fair, so they should because yeah. yeah, there's all this talk about should we go to the Olympic Stadium? Should we not? That's a nice. Um, and all of a sudden we're going, well, actually, the Olympic Stadium is built on all these, water- I don't even know, it's on a maze of waterways yeah. that was all built during the Industrial Re- Revolution. Mm. And it was on those waterways that Thames Ironworks built their boat. So you could argue, if you would have put a sales cool. pitch on it, yeah. West Ham are going home. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we have won their boats. So we're, we're, we're Andy and West Ham, angle, a great link, yeah. a bit yeah, of heritage, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so they, yeah. I've sort of sold it to them, you know, talked them into it. They ought to be involved. It's for their benefit. I'm helping them. We're helping yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping, I've suggested that somehow they can help us lay on this doing the evening, maybe a function suite of the ground, couple of ex-players. Yeah. Um, that's basically it. Right. And okay. so how do people get involved if they want to, is it sponsor? And It is, yeah. Um, being useless. Block Hill, block, block Hill, give me a rollick in now. There is a, um, a, not on the Just Giving, the other one, the BT one. But there is there is a donation we will website. Get so I'm fine. If you go get so also it's on. It's a header on. It's a sticky on come. So you can go on the on the oh. forum. It's a top one. No, it's sorry, sticky, it's sticky, sticky yeah. come. That's okay. it's called a sticky, right? That's a sorry. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a lingo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Move on. Um, no, but it's also there is there is a Facebook right. page for it okay. and bits and pieces. But yeah. Get through, cunt. It, all, right. it will all. It will all go there. But yeah, there is there is a do- online donation page. Right. We will be going around with buckets. There will be a after slow bash. That's a good thing to throw your money into. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there's a just lastly, it's not on the running order. I'm going to surprise you with this. Uh, Graham's has posted a new article tonight about the greatest manager of, for West Ham United in the Premier League era, based on average points per game, average goals scored per game, average goals considered per game. Any guesses as to who that man is? Well, it's, this is going to be a. Uh... All Surprise, right. isn't it? Guess, guess the top two managers in every category. So what? What? Give us the categories. Points per game, average points per game, average goals scored per game, average goals conceded per game. Top two managers for every category there. 
average goals conceded. Uh, yeah, so who'd have the least goals conceded? That's got to be Mr. Boring. Allardyce, Sam? It's got to be in there, isn't he? James? No, because obviously, no, because you've set me up for a. <laughs> I don't know what you're wrong in your face. No, what? Go on, just. Why, why have you got to be cynical about this? No, I'm not being cynical. But your smug face is making <laughs> me think there's more to it than meets the eye. Go on, then, let's have a, so I guess. So, who, who's con- which manager's conceded manager, the least the top goals? Two managers, average points per game, average goals scored per game, average goals considered per game. So, per seat, like. Um. Just trying to think. Goals conceded. Yeah, just tell us. Okay, it's Harry Redknapp. I was going to say, points has got to be Harry. Harry Redknapp is by far the most successful West Ham United manager of the Premier League era. So, 98, 99, 97, so 98, 99, he had 1.5 points per game. 97, 98. Harry Redknapp is top three for West Ham's 18 Premiership seasons. Harry Redknapp's got the best average points per game, top three. Uh, 1.5 and 98, 99, 97, 98 was 1.47, 99, 2000, 1.45. He's also got the most average goals scored per game uh, and also the top two places for average goals conceded per game, like the, the fewest goals conceded. Oh. Sam Allardyce, uh, seventh place, joint seventh with Harry Redknapp for different seasons. Right. So that so, just gives you another so Pat, reason to play hide the sausage so, with Harry Redknapp. Yeah. So my point is, Pat, can, would you be up Harry Redknapp coming back? No. <laughs> Look at him, he's not immediately, he's not ruling it out. Me, I'll tell you what, in all my years, oh. I first came West Ham in 78. Yeah. Uh, we got beat and relegated my very first yeah. game. So, but, <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, but, best football I've ever seen over there has been under yeah. John Lyle yeah. and under Harry Redknapp. Yeah. And I know um, all my mates will slag me off. I'd see him back. See him back? Better the devil you know, James? No, he's had his moment. <laughs> I genuinely think. No, I, I genuinely think. think, think I don't, he I'm had not, his moment in the sun. And I think he's on his way down and has been. Really? Yeah. yeah I I, think, I'm not saying he's, he would be my choice, mm. but given if I if you gave me a choice between what we've got and him, yeah. I would have I would have areas for a season. Well, we, yeah. well, if the Boo Boys are wanting the West Ham way, wanting that passing football, want someone with links to the academy, look no further than with Harry. a big brown paper bag. <laughs> He's not the future, though, is he, Harry? I mean, well, how old is he? Uh, he is. 92? I think he's six. I think I want to say... 67? Oh, 67. Oh, yeah. I knew that. 67. You should know that. Buy so, my birthday card I mean, every year. I think he's got another eight years in him, hasn't he? <laughs> That's a good one. No, no. He's, uh, what was Fergie? 70? 70. Yeah, no, yeah. Re- re- realistically, he's not... He's style of football, I don't think. But, no, he's, he's too old and his time's gone, as you said. And, yeah. Well, Alex Ferguson's 72, so we can have four more years out of him, at least. Um, let's talk about predictions. Liverpool at home uh, this Sunday, finally. Pat, how are you feeling about it? Oh, I think we'll finish in the top two in that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Do you know what? I'd, if, they, if they don't beat us, there's something wrong. You know, the, the, the quality of football yeah. they're playing. Yeah. Um, what I would like is, I said, what we said earlier, we're safe. Yeah. Let's go out and have a game. Yeah. If we get done three or four nil, but let's go out and have a game. Okay. He has, I think, I, read, I saw something earlier about uh, Sam going, we can, we can have a go at Liverpool. And I hope we do. I'd love a real humdinger. Do you know, even like the Cardiff match, uh, Liverpool-Cardiff, where they lost, was it 5-3 in the end? You know, I love a big ding-dong of a match, a proper humdinger where we attack and they attack. I'd love that. You know, real so in battle. Attack, you know, if it's we attack and they attack, they're going to win about 7-0. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. They attack, then they attack yeah. again. They attack, they score, they're we still attack, a, they're still they counter-attack. 
Uh, uh, I'd love a little bit of a battle. So let's have a score out here. Uh, I'm always optimistic, uh, but no, I, you know, I'm going to stay to my optimism. Yeah, I'm going to go. We're going to go. We're going to win two one. Two one, Pat. He can't. He can't see it. <laughs> he can't see it. I can see oh, it. Well, in oh, oh, what a point! What you read. I'll think. They, they, they're going to put two. They're going to put three past us. Yeah. But they ain't the greatest defence. No. I think Carroll will get one. I think yeah. we'll get done three one. Oh no! Three in one? fact, I'm going to go three two okay, to us. Two. Also, well, I've got a few uh, Cockney Reds mates who are giving it large. But I keep saying to them, it's a graveyard of champions. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> think about that, big guy. I'd love to be able to stick that in there, mush on Sunday. I, six o'clock. This is the first game this season where I genuinely think we're going to get nothing. Even City away, I thought we might get, but I can't see us getting anything this Sunday. I really think they're in such good form and we're struggling. But it'd be interesting. Yeah, I'm predicting four 0 Liverpool. Um, also, we should have some news next week about the uh, yes, end of season awards. The coming week, season awards. How to get your tickets? Hopefully, another name. Well, we've got one name, we're fairly certain, but I don't know. We, we can't, we can't no, say No, it. let's hold out. We've got one name, but we might have another one next week. And uh, yeah, all details. Glenn Hope Roder. <laughs> Glenn Roder. It rhymes. We've got one name we Grant. can't say. It rhymes with Ben Doder. <laughs> <laughs> Hello um, and welcome to the end of season cover awards. <laughs> Get your tickets, it's going to sell out quick. Um, yeah, excellent. All right, Pat, thank you so much for making your debut. Hope you had a good time. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank excellent. you. And James? Pleasure. Uh, you can follow James on Long As One. You can follow myself, Chris, on CJ Skull. That's Skull with a C. You can follow Graham on KUMBDOTCOM. You can use the KUMB Facebook group, the KUMB Forum. Gmail us. You can email us at KUMB, no, at podcast at KUMB.com. And rate and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you very much. Pat, are you on Twitter? Yes. Oh, I, oh sorry, I didn't even think to what's your Twitter handle. Pat Rower 66. Pat Rower 66. In, in honour of the year where I stand on the World Cup. No, I'm just lying about the age. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thanks very much, gentlemen. We'll speak to you next week. Tell me why. Tell me why.